Uh, I'm Steve DiCostanzo. I'm the general manager of WPKN, and this is my monthly show called The GM Report to the Listeners. And I'm really happy to have um, a very special friend of uh, WPKN. Her name is Sheena Graham, and she is an educator. She's a songwriter. She's a poet. And she's also a member of our WPKN Black History Advisory Group. Uh, she has a long stretch of, te- of teaching, <laughs> <laughs> of teaching here in Bridgeport. And uh, she was uh, at Harding High School, Central High School. Uh, she worked with all kinds of students. And, well, she was uh, actually celebrated as uh, not just a, a regular teacher, but a teacher of the year in 2019, Connecticut Teacher of the Year. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, that's quite a, a special award. Now she also has been featured in the book that she might have with her. Is that a, or is that a different book? This is a different book. Different book. Okay, but she has uh, she's been featured in the book Notable Valley African Americans, and she has received the Beard Excellence and Teaching Award, Teacher of the Year awards from NAACP uh, and Bridgeport, and as I mentioned. Uh, at the state level, uh, Connecticut Teacher of the Year. She also was um, going to be in an event that uh, was called Rhythm of Power that was part of our Black History uh, events that we had put together with a group called the, uh, the Bridgeport group called Gang Poetry. And what we've decided to do with that is we're moving that to Juneteenth for a variety of reasons. But I think that uh, that's going to be exciting, and I'm really looking forward to to uh, Rhythm of Power uh, during the Juneteenth celebration because, uh, you know, Black History Month is, we, we don't have to just keep it in one month. It's For us, it's year-round, but uh, right. obviously we have some special dates, and Juneteenth is going to be uh, one of those that we can have uh, a really good event. So talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, I, I, I wanted to... You know, we were talking before offline uh, about some events that you have coming up. I mean, maybe we can start with the first event because you do poetry readings, right? And you also do uh, some, uh, you know, I would say like kind of not really performance pieces, but maybe they are. Uh, and you would do some, some, you know, reading in general at different locations. So uh, you have something coming up soon, right? Uh, right. The, um, the Saturday, maybe. Well, yeah. this... First, well, this Thursday, I'll actually be over at Housatonic. There's an exhibit there, um, and it's the Portrait Project, yeah. um, which I was one of the people in one of the portraits. So um, this coming week on Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Thursday, um, I will be there speaking to a group of high school students that are coming in to look at both exhibits that are there at Housatonic. So mm. that's going to be interesting. I'll give a little background of um, what it was like to be part of the project as well as who I am and how I became connected to Bridgeport. That sounds great. It's going to be yeah. awesome. <laughs> I saw those photos. In fact, the uh, the photographers were in here last Friday. Oh, yeah, wonderful. They're, they're, Jay and Geraldine. Quite, quite uh, spectacularly taken. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. And then on Saturday evening, I'll be at the Riverview in Stratford 
for the 13th annual um, Black History Poetry Spoken Word Celebration. Mm, nice. Which is kind of what we're doing uh, an excerpt of then, I guess, maybe today. Uh, we we were talking about uh, reading, uh, reading from whatever moved you uh, as part of our Black History celebration of, uh, you know, some of our programmers are doing special content. And I just thought this would be a, a quite a nice way to have uh, them, uh, our listeners, hear a little bit more about uh, you uh, and uh, some of the projects that, that uh, you were working on. So here is Sheena Graham, and uh, maybe you can set up what you wanted to read, and uh, we're just going to let you go. Sure. What I'm reading from today is actually a book called Hesitations that is my first book. And um, the reason it has the title Hesitations is because my father as a young boy had been sent to run for the doctor. And when he got to the door, he froze. He had always been taught that a black boy doesn't just run up to a white man's door. And so it took him a while to get the courage to knock. And rather than tell you the end of that story, I'm going to read it. This is called Daddy's Run. Boo, come quick, yelled a voice in the night. Boo, can't you hear me? My heart filled with fright. I can't tell you the thoughts that raced through my mind. Boy, run for the doctor, was all Dad said. I barely heard his voice faint in my head. I looked around the room that I'd rarely been in. The things that I saw made my head more than spin. There were two huge shadows, one human, one blob. As I stood in the doorway, my stomach tied in knots. Old gray buckets from the well sat on the floor. Filled with steaming water, I didn't want to see more. A voice deep inside said, you have to look. I forced my eyes open, and oh, the look that I took. Dad had an old tattered cloth he was wringing in his hand. The blood that dripped from it made me understand that my childhood had left me when I stepped inside my parents' bedroom on that warm summer night. Mama, my mama was soaked in her sweat. Her body shivered silently as she laid on their bed. Pulled way up, her gown rested high on her thighs. Then she saw me. I looked in her eyes. Her mouth opened slowly. I heard her lips part. No other sound in the room except the beating of my heart. Her head turned away. Something came over me from my head to my body, crawled over my feet. First it was warmth that flowed down my back. That warm, cuddly feeling like after a bath, it caressed my body, went through to my soul. And quickly it was gone. I felt ice cold. Boy, run for the doctor, my daddy cried. I didn't like what I saw when I looked in his eyes. Something was not right, his eyes full of fear. On the brim of his eyelids, I thought I saw tears. Boo, go now, was the last thing I heard as I turned to leave without uttering a word. With all that had happened, only seconds had passed. My feet glided quickly over brown, spotty grass. My feet are so tired, Lord knows I can't stop. There it is, I can see it. There's the doctor's house. Thank you, Jesus, I made it. Thank you, Lord, but I, I just can't knock on a white man's door. 
Daddy told me never. Mama told me too. I'm cold and scared. Don't know what to do. Boo, Boo wrestled with himself till his hand touched the door. Knocked gently, then harder as he prayed, Help me, Lord. The doctor grabbed his bag, no pause, and his step together in the dark, they made their way back, just in time to see a sheet pulled over Mama's head. Boo sank to the floor. His mom was dead. That boy grew up to be a daddy, matured into a man who spent his whole life wondering, trying to understand if his hesitation cost his mama her life. That man was my father. Annie Mae was his wife. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Mm. It wasn't until um, my father was actually ill and was on his deathbed, and I had gone to visit him. And as he talked, I realized that the way he thought of his hesitation was how I was actually living my life. Hmm. So you had the same, some of the same traits then? Some of the yeah. same traits. And hmm. so the book Hesitation explores that. Hmm. You know, in life, we hesitate for many different reasons. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're hesitant to trust, to love, to feel, to believe, even in my case, to breathe at some points. Hmm. And so Hesitations is a yeah. book that explores that either right. through reflections or poems. Mm. A yes. cathartic book, no no doubt. And, and it looks like it's a fairly good size book with multiple chapters. Yes. Multiple hesitation stories. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. You yeah. know, I don't think it's something we um, spend a lot of time thinking mm-hmm. about, but I think it's something everybody can relate to. Yeah, sure. You know? Do you have another one you'd like to read? Oh, sure. Yeah, I would love that. Again, uh, this is uh, Sheena Graham from Bridgeport and uh, so many different uh, accolades that she has won. And uh, but I think she is now spending a lot more time probably writing (laughs) and speaking, right, which is uh, after a whole career of teaching. And I'm sure uh, you have many students that... uh, would probably call you one of their favorites, no, no doubt. So, Well, I've enjoyed them as well. Yeah. And, and I think um, as an educator, one of the best parts of that job is you are constantly learning as you're teaching. So mm. you're receiving while you're giving. So I learned so much from the young people I've worked with, and that goes all the way back to the yeah. little guys in kindergarten as well when, as the high school what students. What was your first year? Of, oh, of, yeah, just just again, you know, first and last year because it's a long career, right? Right. Yeah. My first year was 1983. Wow. Nice. Yes, and I came in in the middle of a school year. Um, I was, was it here in Bridgeport. It or was somewhere in else? Bridgeport. Yeah. I was actually at Blackham okay. Middle School and McKinley. McKinley no longer exists. Um, now that's Jetty Tisdale. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. You know you've been around a long time when there's like four or five schools in my my uh, history that no longer right, exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's always a little bittersweet, right? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Um, but it's it's been quite the journey, yeah. and I wouldn't trade it for yeah, anything. Good for you. Yes. Okay, so we have, just to let you know, we have got about uh, 48, what is that? Uh, I guess about seven minutes. 
Eight minutes, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just an FYI. All right. Okay. Sheena Graham. Here we go. This piece is called The Creation Versus the Creator, and it's a response to James Weldon Johnson's The Creation. Man stepped away from his place, and he looked around and said, I'm not satisfied. I'll make me my own world. And as far as the eye could see, man desired more things, bigger and brighter than a diamond in the moonlight. And in these things, he placed his pride. Man smiled as the devil spoke, and thoughts of greed rolled up on one side, while envy stood spying on the other. And man said, this is good. Man reached out and took even more matters into his own defiled hands, abandoning the commandments God had given to man until he felt he was done. And he sat among his things, gathered up in his home where he was never alone, because having things births theft, deceit, and new darkness, which required more light to keep away the night. But man valued this world. Man said, this is good. Man stepped out on the solid ground beneath his feet, enjoying the sun, the moon, and the stars drifting silently above his head, and said, I control it all, and stood more tall as he trod toward the valleys of wickedness, licentiousness, and slander, raising God's standard. But there he stopped, looked, and saw that his world had lost some of its beauty, So he stepped further over the edge into the folly of adultery, and not even the words of Moses flashing in his mind helped at this time. Neither add to nor take away from the commandments of the Lord. To show wisdom and discernment, they must be diligently observed. To God, man spat words from his lips that never touched the tip of his heart. Murder became art. He he batted his eyes everywhere but within and applauded his own achievements. Even as the water of the earth dwindled down till less and less could be found. New dangers sprouted and battles blossomed as man played possum and pointed his finger to the sky yelling why. God spread out his arms and this time. Man wasn't harmed, and the rivers ran once more down to the sea, and man smiled again, quite pleased, and said, This is good. And as sunshine reappeared dancing daintily around his ears and curled itself around his shoulder, man raised his arm and got even bolder and sighed, I'm in charge again. And quicker than man could drop his hand, disaster covered all the land. Fish, fowls, beasts, birds, and man became diseased, poisoned and contaminated like the rivers and the seas. Stunned, man hobbled around and looked around on all that had made him glad. The fortress he lived in, all that he had, material things still glistening like the problems they caused. And then man finally, willfully thought, Why am I not satisfied still? Then man fell down on his knees on the side of a road where there used to be trees so he could think. On his sore, swollen knees he fell down with his head on his hands. Man thought as he frowned of all he created that now stood in the way of the God, the creator, and all he had to say. Man thought of the Lord of all power, the Lord of all might the author of the world and giver of all true light. 
by the side of the road on his sore, swollen knees with his head on his hands, man cried out and said, Please, please, dear God, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. As he curled into fetal comfort, he whispered, Let me be born again. Up from his world of affliction, God scooped up this man, and in the crystal clear river, he blessed him again. And the great God Almighty, who chose a tapestry of gold for the sun and placed it in a patient blue sky, who scattered the bright, delicate stars to their homes in the night, who shaped the earth in the center of his smooth, firm hands, this great God, like a mother bending over her baby for the first time, kneeled down in the dust rejoicing over the lump of clay he had shaped in his own image that returned to him on this day. And then into him he blew the breath of fresh life, and man became born again. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank I you. love the syncopation of the writing. I mean, it's very, it's uh, prose and poetry at the same time, right? Yes, yes. Well, thank you again. Sheena Graham, uh, thank you for coming in and uh, making uh, uh, this day a little bit brighter. <laughs> and also I want to thank uh, Carolyn Vermont, uh, who was here with the uh, Habitat for Humanity, and also Pierre Tahiti, uh from Housatonic Community College. And this is uh, going to be... Um, I guess a kind of a wrap, but uh, we have a little bit of time left um, uh, talking about uh, gang poetry and your poetry of rhythm. Just to set that up a little bit, um, just a couple words about about what you were what you are going to try to do in June. I know it's a little far off, but uh, you give us a little bit of uh, you've got about thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be working with the gang. Young people bring life yeah. to old people like me. <laughs> so, I hear you. Yeah. So together we kind of explore where we've come from and how it's affected us and where we're going. Right, right. Well, uh, we'll put everything up in the archives. If you miss something, go to WPKN.org. Have a great week. And uh, hopefully some of you are going to come out to Bill T. Jones, Arnie Zane Dance Company at the Quick Center for the Arts this Saturday.